0: the punch out we're following the news all day so you don't have to giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be and yes we are back here on the punch out 22nd of july 2022 seven twenty two twenty two. 22 very happy to be back with you here on the show we got plenty for you here on the show, as we always do. Today, we're going to be talking about the midsummer U.S. economic outlook and whether or not there's going to be a recession. Whether or not to expect a recession in the second half of the year is a big question on the minds of many, particularly as inflation continues to ravage the economy, taking a bite out of the earnings of the working class and priming the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates, which in and of itself can induce a recession. We are just about at the end of what is known as quote-unquote earnings season, where companies report their second quarter economic results, which gives us a sense of where things are standing economically about halfway through the year. Ultimately, the picture seems a bit mixed, but there are a few notable things that appear to emerge from an anecdotal analysis of what was reported in some of the other data that's out there from various sectors of corporate America. First is a discrepancy between the messaging coming from Wall Street and what the earning statements from the big banks reflect. Second, that corporations continue to use inflationary price increases to pump up their profit margins well beyond increased costs. And that finally, there are some red flags out there as it concerns the possibility increased interest rates could trigger an economic downturn. The big banks at the center of the economy all saw quarter two profits drop some quite significantly, even on increased revenues. Wells Fargo's profits were down 46% from quarter two of 2021, which was worse than what analysts' estimates were saying. They were expecting 42%. Bank of America's profits dropped 34%. They were expected only to drop 29% year-on-year by most analysts. JP Morgan saw profits decline 28% since the same time last year, Morgan Stanley 29%, and Citigroup 27%. Goldman Sachs saw its stock price go up after it announced its earnings because it beat Wall Street profit estimates. Must be good, right? Well, Goldman Sachs profits were actually down 48% from where they were in quarter two of 2021. BlackRock was down 22% in quarter two, Blackstone 34.8%. So clearly the big banks and investment houses did not have a fantastic quarter. The main issues that are causing these losses are twofold. One, as Reuters notes, quote, the plunge in profit stems from lenders adding to their reserves from expected loan losses. Bank executives have said more loans will go bad, end quote. And relatedly, investment banking income plummeted as investors pulled back due to fears that the whole economic situation is becoming a bit dicey. Morgan Stanley, for instance, saw a 55% drop in investment banking income. Now, hearing all this, that bank profits are down because they expect more and more loans to go bad and investors are pulling back, you might assume, wow, yeah, recession, eh, probably coming. Well, amazingly, the analysts from the same banks are saying the opposite, Jeremy Barnum, What a name for someone working at a big bank. Jeremy Barnum, who's the chief financial officer at J.P. Morgan, told the New York Times that, quote, we've looked a lot very carefully into our actual data. There is essentially no evidence of actual weakness, end quote. That's a pretty stunning statement when not only did J.P. Morgan see serious losses, but they were so serious they suspended their share buybacks. And the CEO of the company, Jamie Dimon, said that people should expect a, quote, economic hurricane. Hmm. Clearly there's a propaganda effect going on here and it's the actions, the profits going down and investors pulling back that should matter more than the words of people like Jeremy Barnum. Which speaks to the point I made earlier about red flags. The banks and investors aren't spooked about things going bad for nothing. As the Fed increases interest rates, companies that are struggling to pay their debts could go down and it could be a significant amount of companies and it could become a domino effect that has a big effect on the economy overall. One-fifth publicly traded corporations in the U.S. are quote-unquote zombie companies, and those are corporations that don't earn enough to cover their interest expenses. In good times, they can just sort of float on the froth of the economy as banks and investors help them keep it going through restructuring and rollovers and so on. Well, those times appear to be coming to an end. Borrowing in the junk bond market, its companies that aren't doing great, has declined 75% from last year. Zombie companies include big names that you may have heard of, everyone from Peloton to American Airlines, Carnival Cruises, and of the 50 largest zombie companies by outstanding debt, half reported lower operating margins in their latest results this quarter. So clearly, you can see the economy is full of challenges and that the actions of the Federal Reserve are likely to exacerbate these and perhaps even purposefully detonate them. Which goes to another crucial point. What is really behind inflation? As we pointed out to you before, based on research from the Economic Policy Institute, the majority of inflation, about 54 cents out of every dollar in inflation, goes to corporate profits, while only 30-some-odd cents goes to supply chain issues and 8% to wages. So again, as we've noted, and we'll come back to here, the easiest way to address inflation quickly would be to raise taxes on big corporations to reduce their incentive to jack up prices on you and me in order to make sure their profits are very high. Which goes to another crucial point, what is really behind inflation. As we've pointed out to you before, based on research from the Economic Policy Institute, the majority of inflation, about 54 cents out of every dollar that prices go up, goes to corporate profits, while only 30-some-odd cents goes to supply chain issues and 8% to wages. So again, as we've noted and we'll come back to here, the easiest way to address inflation quickly would be to raise taxes on big corporations to reduce their incentive to jack up the prices on you and me in order to make sure their profits are very high. For instance, while it's true corporate profits were down in quarter one 2022 as compared to 2021, where profits reach absolute record highs, corporate profits remain significantly higher in the first quarter of this year than in 2019, which was pre-pandemic, 6% higher in fact. $128 billion worth. It's 10% higher profits than quarter one in 2018, $220 billion worth when Trump was boasting about how great the economy was going. So while profits are down overall at the start of this year, companies are still making very big profits on the backs of price gouging. For those who have been paying attention, the price of new and used cars has been a major driver of inflation. And those prices are up 30% from 2019. And surprise, surprise, General Motors had its best profits in a decade. Why? Well, according to Axios, it's, quote, higher prices. Tractor Supply had a record quarter, too, and themselves pointed to the fact that price increases helped them offset supply chain issues. Home Depot also had a great second quarter, which CNBC attributed to, in part, quote, inflationary pricing. Steel Dynamics, which is one of the companies that since 2021 has been seeing some of the largest profit increases, noted that their very good second quarter was driven by, quote, significantly higher realized selling values. End quote. Nucor, another steel giant, saw its earnings per share, which is one measure of profit, increase just over 90 percent since last year and noted that the key reason why was an increase in the price per ton of steel they sold. CSX Corporation, the railroad giant, stated in their earnings call that their higher profits were also a result of higher prices. So as we can see from these earning reports, companies themselves are making it very clear that what the Economic Policy Institute laid out is, in fact, true, that price increases are being driven by the fact that corporations are doing way more than just passing on increased cost. They're actually price gouging you and just lying that it's all about increased cost so that people don't get upset about it. And that gets back to the interest rate issue here. Increasing interest rates is the blunt force trauma way of addressing inflation. Basically, what it does is it increases the cost of borrowing money. Our modern economy runs heavily on debt. So when you do this, banks and investors will be stingier about loans and consumers will be more discerning when it comes to purchases. The end result is economic activity starts to slow down. As that happens, people get laid off and businesses close, further bringing down the economy, inducing a recession, which means prices go down because to maintain market share, each individual economic actor needs to make sure that in a more tight-fisted market, they don't lose out because their prices are unnecessarily high. But of course, it means a significant amount of economic pain because businesses are closed, people are laid off, and also have their hours and wages cut. But here's the key thing. It hurts workers more than big corporations. Yes, some businesses will close, but the most profitable businesses in each sector will buy them up and actually increase their market share and profits in the medium term. Also, businesses that are left... Benefit very heavily from more unemployment because there's more competition for jobs, which means it's easier to induce workers to take lower wages and benefits, something that also makes it harder for unions to bargain for better conditions. Now, if you had a windfall profits tax, that would mainly hurt corporations and their big time investors. So at the end of the day, the Federal Reserve, backed by both major political parties and all the Wall Street banks that play a big role in the Federal Reserve system, want to address inflation on the backs of the working class not themselves, i.e. the capitalist class. So the issue isn't so much whether there's going to be a recession, but whether or not the working class is going to let them create a recession to break the power of the working class to fight for better wages and working conditions, or if they're going to insist that to the extent there is pain, it'd be the big corporate profiteers who take the biggest hit. That's the punch out for today.